Huddling Up with Upper Cumberland coaches and players. The Upperman Bees get their fourth win in a row. White County continues their impressive season with another win, while Clay County handles York Institute on homecoming night in Salina. From ucsportsnation.com, this is the High School Playbook. Upper Cumberland's place to talk prep sports. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Quality products, a high level of workmanship. Mountain Barn Builders, storage buildings, animal shelters, gazebos. Visit Highway 127 between Jamestown and Clark Range. Week 10 of the high school football season in the books. Only one week remains in the regular season. Good morning from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville. Tom Duggan for the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. We will review games from Friday night. Coming up during this morning's show, have conversations with coaches and players and look ahead to week 11 as the playoff race really fired up coming down the final two weeks of the regular season. Before we get started with interviews this morning, let's hit the high school football scoreboard. Blackman, a winner over Cookville last night, 47 to 21. Cookville falls to two and seven. Mace Thompson, 13 of 24, 148 yards passing, three touchdowns last night. One of those to Presley Jared, who had four catches for 54 yards. Opperman goes down to Walker Valley. They get their seventh win of the season, 24 to 17. Terrence Deadman had a huge night, 18 carries, 207 yards, two touchdowns in the victory. Monterey in a shootout with Bledsoe County improves to 7-2. Mason Bowman, 26 carries, 209 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He also had a 53-yard touchdown reception. Monterey wins it 36-28. Cumberland County gets a win over Jackson County on Friday, 21-7. Livingston Academy travels down to Watertown. They fall 38-14. We'll talk to Livingston coach Dale Flatt coming up later in the program. White County 46, Hunters Lane 13. White County improves to 72 on the season. Malachi Dow 272 yards rushing, all coming in the first half in that big win for the Warriors. We'll talk to Coach Mark Frazier here in just a moment. Clay County, a huge win on homecoming, 44-14 over York Institute. Keaton Arms 10 of 13 for 152 yards passing. He threw three scores, had an additional 96 yards rushing and a touchdown. Clay County now 8-1 and one on the season. DeKalb County travels down to Good Pasture, and they come away with a 24-17 loss in that game. Rushing touchdown for Colby Barnes. Jordan Parker counted for DeKalb County's other touchdown through the air. It was Stone Memorial improving to 8-1 as they beat Kingston 21-7. We'll talk to Coach Derek Samber later in the program. And on Thursday night, Franklin County downs Warren County 41-21. In the game for the Pioneers, Braylon Grayson, 10 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. We'll talk to Coach Matt Turner coming up later in the program. Right now, though, let's shift back to the White County Warriors. And again, a big 46-13 win over Hunter's Lane. On Friday night, White County has already clinched a playoff berth for the upcoming state playoffs in Class 5A. Coach Mark Frazier joins us on the program. Coach, I also know it was senior night last night at White County High School, and you've got a lot of great seniors on that squad this year. How special do you feel this group of seniors really is? Uh, well, to me, it's a very special group. My son plays, you know, it's his senior year, and those kids are the kids that I've coached you know, since eighth grade. So it's been, you know, really 
a joy for me to watch them grow up, watch them get bigger, and, and you know, watch them work toward the goals that they're, you know, achieving this year. So, uh, and, you know, you can't name them all. There's so many of them. I think there's 20, 22, 24 seniors. I hate to tell you exactly somewhere in that range, but um, a lot of really good kids. It, it's it's just, uh, you know, an exciting group of good, fun bunch of kids to be around, and it's nice to see them uh, have the success that they've had all along the way, you know. It's a team that's won football games since they were little, so it's uh, it's it's a little different than what we had dealt with at Sparta when we took over with groups that hadn't necessarily experienced the success that these guys had. So it's uh, it's nice to see them go out there. They expect to win, and and uh, they work really hard in the weight room, and it's it's fun to see them have uh, have success out there. Coach, a big region game and a big region win as it keeps you in the running for a home playoff game, the victory over Hunter's Lane last night. What kind of got you off and running in the football game? Well, we, we scored on our opening drive. Um, you know, it was uh, um, a, a, you know, it was a good start to the game. Um, you know, I just feel like, you know, offensive line-wise, we, we, we took that game over. Um, so just proud of them. They've they played well all year, and uh, it was kind of dominant up front. We ran the ball well. Um to start mentioning names is hard to do because there's so many people got involved last night running the ball. A lot of seniors that don't necessarily touch the ball a lot got got points. Uh, Rylan Bumbleau scored a touchdown. Uh, Bray Frazier scored a touchdown. Of course, Malachi did his normal thing. You know, we had 270 or so and I think two, maybe three touchdowns in the first half. You know, he didn't play the second half. So it was uh, it was a, you know, good good game for all involved. Trip trip ran some balls as well and so offensively it was a very good good game and then you know defensively really proud of probably last couple of games we're starting to come around a little bit defensively um you know uh, secondary wise some young guys are starting to grow up so uh you know give up 13 but one of those was on a kickoff return which we've got to get a little better at so um but anyway it was it was a pretty good all-around game and, and a lot of guys got to play so you know it was a fun game for a lot of the kids the defense really seems to have come a good distance since the start of the season. You were really in some shootouts there early on, and it seems like, as you mentioned, these last few weeks we've really seen this defense step up. Have you noticed that you know change in their play and just how much improvement they've made over the course of the season? Well, you know, I think we have some young guys in the secondary. They're starting to get better and better. Um, and, and, you know, it's – it's a little of everything. I think we as coaches have changed a few things to try to do what we do best. It, it helps a little bit, you know, to to get in the right spots. And, and you know, uh, it, it, there's certain things just playing football. You know, you can go out there and practice all you want. It just doesn't simulate the game. So when you're a sophomore and, and you're out there playing against, you know, seniors, you just haven't done that before. So, you know, on the back end, like I mentioned before, with a sophomore corner and a sophomore safety and a sophomore nickelback it, it just you know you, you can't see me like game speed and so they're starting to catch up to to real game speed and, and some of those guys didn't get to play a little bit early and are now getting in and, and showing that they had the ability to so i think it's getting the right people out there and then selling into what we're doing so been proud of them i do think we've improved still got a long way to go um but you know it, it is definitely getting better on that side of the ball White County Coach Mark Frazier, our guest on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
270 plus yards, as you mentioned, for Malachi Dowell. Has he fully recovered from the injury that he suffered a few weeks back? Um, I would say he was 90%. I think he will be all the way back this week. Um, he was he was good enough this week where there was not a lot of complaints, but I, I just know that he's not all the way back. I, I think, though, that, that we got through that injury with nothing, or with, through this game with nothing else tweaking or happening to him. Um, he had a really, really nice run on a touchdown run. That's, that's probably a 70-yard run. It's one of his best runs of the year, and he, he looked like the – you know, the old Malachi, I feel like he'll be, by the time we get to Sequatchie into the playoffs, he'll be back 100%. Sequatchie County, your final game of the regular season coming up on Thursday. Coach, what would you like to see out of your team in the last game and final tune-up before the playoffs? Well, we got to win this game to win these tiebreakers, so it's a big game for us. Um, Sequatchie's a playoff team. They're, you know, a 3A school, but they've got a really good running quarterback. It's going to be a... It's going to be a test, you know. They're they're not just some team you roll the ball out and go play. I mean, I really expect a good ball game in it. So, it won't be one of those things. Hey, we're just trying to get better type deal. We've got to go out and play hard to win the game. So, um, and on a short week at that. So it'll be a be you know our guys will, you know, better be on full alert, and I I fully expect them to. White County will be doing a little scoreboard watching as well as Green Hill Mount Juliet will play in a uh, regular season finale that could determine where White County ends up in the playoffs. A win for Mount Juliet, White County will host in the first round. And if uh, Mount Juliet were to uh, lose that game, then some tiebreakers will come into play and White County most likely will travel. Coach, hoping you get that home playoff game and uh, looking forward to a big win hopefully on Thursday night. Good luck to you and your team, and thank you for joining us today. Hey, we appreciate all you do, buddy. Thank you. Coming up, we'll talk Stone Memorial Panthers football with head coach Derek Samber. And at the bottom of the hour, Upperman football coach Adam Kane and members of the Upperman Bees football team as the high school playbook continues here from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, covering high school sports from Jamestown to McMinnville. The Memorial Panthers come off their bye on Friday night with a 21-7 victory over Kingston. Had to shake off a tight ball game early. Stone Memorial coach Derek Samber joining us on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, what helped set the tone early in this football game against Kingston? Well, you know, uh, I don't want to take anything away from Kingston at all. Kingston's a tremendous program. Coach Panky and his guys did a great job, but... Um, you know, we, we got into halftime and knew we hadn't played uh, like we're capable of playing. And it's uh, just nice to coach a mature football team. Um, they looked in the mirror at halftime and, and knew that that's not who we were. Uh, and, you know, that was the, the halftime speech was to go be us in the second half. And the kids take pride in that. It was disappointing that we came out and didn't do the things that had gotten us to this point in the season. But uh, uh was glad to see us adjust and, and regroup. Uh, and improve in the second half, as you said. I, I want to go back to something you said there, you know, be us. What do you really think us is in terms of this football team? What really makes it the football team that it is this season? Well, you know, I, I think uh, a couple of the things that I mentioned there, one, just pride in what they're doing, uh, pride in each individual position and the technique that they've been taught. Uh, the kids really do uh, gravitate to that, take pride in that. Uh, and then just kind of playing with the chip on their shoulder. I, I don't know, uh, you know, we, we maybe play that up even more than, than it is in reality, but, um, you know, we like to think that people don't expect a whole lot 
uh, Stone Memorial football, and uh, they played with that chip on their shoulder all year, and I, I don't know that we had that in the first half. I didn't see that kind of uh, uh, fire in our belly, if you will, in the first half. But, again, did the right things at halftime, had the right attitude approach uh, at halftime. Uh, but those two things really, Tom, are just, you know, the pride in what we're doing uh, in each individual job that has to be uh, completed on each play and then playing with a little bit of that chip on your shoulder. Looking at an 8-1 and one record going into the final week of the regular season, when you go back maybe from when you started, Coach, did you see this kind of season coming for this Stone Memorial football team? Well, we knew we'd done the right things in the, the off-season process um, in terms of work ethic, uh, Coach Qualls does a tremendous job with our weight room, uh, but also the cultural piece. And, you know, this is a football team that I, I truly believe cares about each other as people. Uh, you know, they're always together on the weekends or after school or after practice or, or riding to school together, whatever it may be. This is a team that has spent a lot of time together, spent a lot of time preparing and doing the right things. Now, uh, I didn't sit down and circle wins and losses or, or predict a certain record, but I knew that we had done the right things in the off season. Uh, and, and really expected some pretty good results to follow that. Stowe Memorial head football coach Derek Samber, our guest on the High School Playbook, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, who were some players that stood out for you in the win last night over Kingston? You know, sitting, the, sitting here watching the film right now, Houston Woody had a good game running the football. He's one that we really um, needed during the stretch run. He, he's a big physical runner. Um, Jordan Collins did well playing his technique. Uh, sitting here watching it. Isaac Feaster came into the game, did a good job at linebacker. Um, Barry Eldridge had some good catches. Caleb Flowers is kind of a tone setter for us on both sides of the ball and always plays well. Um, Austin Muncy, if I didn't already mention that name, came in the second half and played on offensive line for us. We weren't really sure if he'd be able to dress and play, and he came in the second half and played really well for us. Uh, Asked Braden Looper, a senior, to do a lot of things. Um, and, and, you know, there, those are some individual names. But, again, uh, collectively taking pride in the technique and getting back to who we were at halftime was, was the difference in the ball game. you got a lot of talent on this team, and I was really impressed when I saw you early in the season with the skill position players on the offensive side of the ball, and certainly you've got some uh, playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Going back to the offense, Hunter Hevelon is kind of the guy, I guess, that makes everything go. Maybe you would call him like a point guard uh, if it were a basketball team. Is he kind of that spark plug that sort of keeps everything going on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, Hunter's Hunter's maturity, uh, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Physically, you know, I I don't know that his arm's gotten a lot stronger, that he's become uh, substantially more accurate in the last 12 months. But uh, the things that make a a good quarterback and not just a good athlete play in a position, uh, that's where I've seen Hunter improve. And and you're absolutely right, that distributor is a point guard, um, you know, we like all the skill position guys that we throw out there. I think we're all capable and have full confidence in getting the ball in their hands. And he does a good job going uh, or taking the ball where it should be. Uh, like you said, Tom, is a point guard, uh, putting the ball where it should be, distributing, uh, and putting it where uh, guys can go make plays. Week 11 coming up, and boy, I tell you, Region 4-4A, you know it better than I do. Competitive, very competitive all season long. You've got DeKalb County. You win, and uh, you win this region outright, and you lose. Things get a little bit more interesting. How tough is it going to be in Week 11? Well, uh, you know, regardless of all the other uh, things that go on, man, Coach Trapp does a tremendous job. He and I have gone back and forth 
Uh, we've played several one-score ball games. Feels like uh, I guess the last two ball games have been one-point ball games, deciding on an extra point. Um, so we know that they're going to be well coached. We know it's a difficult environment. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of surrounding factors in terms of region implications. But um, in those 48 minutes, it's going to be stoned against the cab. And uh, I know Coach Trapp's going to have his guys ready. Uh, we're going to do everything in our power to have the best week of preparation we can. We can. And uh, we know we've got a big challenge ahead of us because the Cavs are a great football team and they're always well coached. It's going to be one of the top games in the Upper Cumberland Coming up on Friday night, Stone Memorial at DeKalb County. Huge game in Region 4-4A. Stone Memorial head football coach Derek Samber, our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, thank you for the time. Good luck against DeKalb County in uh, Week 11. Hey, we appreciate it. As always, go Panthers. The Clay County Bulldogs got a huge win on homecoming night over York Institute to improve to 8-1 on the season. The Bulldogs routed the Dragons 44-14. Keaton Arms, 10 of 13, 152 yards passing, three touchdowns, another 96 yards rushing, and a score. Head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, you know homecoming can be a distraction sometimes, but your team seemed to come out focused and uh, got a huge win last night. How big was that win on homecoming night? Well, you know, any win's a big win, but last night was huge. Uh, you know, York's got a really good football team. Coach Wright's got those guys playing well, and our kids just came out and, and was were focused and, and and you know ready to play from from the opening kickoff. And, and you know, I think we did make a statement. Uh, and uh, you know, we've we've had a kind of a a lot of people say a, a easy schedule, but you know, every game can go one way or the other. And you know, I think last night. Uh, we showed some people that we're, we're, we're not a very bad, very good, excuse me, we're not a bad football team. When you look at this game, and I want to start on the defensive side of the ball, you give up 14 to York, but you're looking at a quarterback in Miles Lefew that's one of the top players in the Upper Cumberland. What were some things that you were able to do against Lefew maybe to kind of shake him out of his typical rhythm? Well, we uh, we did a pretty good job of bottling him up. Um, Coach Dixon had a great plan to stop the run, and I thought we did a great job of, of – slowing their run down and uh he's he set in the pocket he threw the ball really well i mean he's a heck of a football player and he threw the ball really well but we wanted to set him in the pocket and, and make him uh throw from the pocket and not get out and scramble that i think that's when he's uh, at his best i thought we did a good job that last night your quarterback keaton arms a big night 10 of 13 152 yards three touchdowns 14 carries, 96 yards rushing, and a touchdown. So your quarterback steps up, has a big night. I know Keaton's been banged up a little bit. Health status, is he pretty much back to 100%? And how would you evaluate his performance last night? Well, I thought he played uh, phenomenal last night. I thought this was his best game of the year. He threw the ball great. He ran the ball well. Um, you know, and, and he is 100%. You know, we've set him the last few weeks and uh, to get him back and get him healthy for these last few games. And, uh, you know, I, I, it worked out great last night, but uh, he looked great last night on both sides of the ball. What uh, has he done in his individual game, coach, throughout the season to improve overall? And have you witnessed that growth as the season has progressed? Absolutely. Um, you know, <clears throat> we've got a new offense with, with uh, Coach Maynard, and, and it's tough. It's tough to do uh uh, you know, get all the reads that we have, and and he's done a great job of taking control of offense. His leadership's been phenomenal, and you know, you know, last night uh, it's like he couldn't do anything wrong. I think he had one bad play all night, and 
uh, you know, that's just uh, that's maturity and, and, and I love watching him play. Clay County head football coach Bruce Lamb, our guest on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. You also get a good rushing night. Joseph Markham, 16 carries, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. When I see stats like these, Coach, I automatically think about the offensive line and how effective they must have been last night. Talk about your line and how they progressed as well, and is this line playing exceptionally well at this point in the season? Well, we're, we're getting better. Well, we get better each week, seems like. I think uh, uh, last week we took a step back, but this week we we uh, we redeemed ourselves and, and came out and, and played well. And, you know, we just want to get a body on a body and, and uh, give these guys, Keaton and, and Joseph and Alec Kerr and Jimmy Birch, all these guys, give them a shot to do something with because they're very athletic. And, uh, you know, I, I think as we go along, is we just need to keep, continue to get better, and, and that's what we've done so far. Huge win for Clay County, 44-14 over York Institute. As, again, the Bulldogs improved to 8-1 and one overall on the season. Coach Lamb, I think everybody has been uh, looking at Clay County Gordsville since probably June or July. This game coming up in Week 10, and I know you've not had that on your radar, but you do now. A huge game that's going to determine the region championship what do you see from the Tigers, and uh, how big is this game going to be this upcoming Friday night? Well, I, I look at look at Gordonsville, and, and you know, Coach Jackson does a great job with those guys, and he's got them playing really well right now. Very fundamentally sound. Um, you know, they they do everything good, uh, and uh, you know, it's hard to find cracks in their defense, and uh, their offense is the same way. So. Uh, you know we're going to have to play our best game of the year. We know that, and, and uh, I'm just I'm tickled to death that we put ourselves in this situation uh, that we're going to get a chance to play for the region championship and have that opportunity. And uh, you know, and it's at our place. And I, I know our kids will be ready to play, and I know theirs will be ready to play. So it's going to be a great game. It'll also be senior night, and I know some emotions will factor in there. As far as your team goes, have you felt like they've peaked a little bit ahead to this game at any point during the season? I think we've got a lot of room to, to grow. I think we're, we're not peaked yet. I think uh, there's a lot of things that we can do better, and, and, and I think that, that is, that's coming. And I think those guys, uh, especially those nine seniors, what, what, a, what a great group. Uh, you know, I've been so blessed to be able to inherit those guys. And, uh, you know, last, last night it seemed like, a, you know, when somebody's making a big play, it was one of our seniors. And uh, I, I'm, just, I'm so lucky and so blessed to have those guys. Uh, they work hard for us every day, and, and, and I just know that uh, we've got bigger and better things to go. Well, the top team certainly in the Upper Cumberland, the Clay County Bulldogs, 8-1 and one now. And again, a fantastic ball game schedule for Friday night with Gordonsville coming to town and the Region 4-1A Championship on the line. Clay County head coach Bruce Lamb, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, thank you for the time, and uh, good luck against Gordonsville in a big game on Friday. Thank you. I appreciate it. The Upperman Bees travel down to Cleveland and got a 24-17 win over Walker Valley on Friday night. We'll talk to Upperman head coach Adam Kane and members of the Upperman football team when the high school playbook returns, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Bobcats to Tigers. They all get along here. Talking prep sports. The high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Big night for the Upperman Bees as they make the trip down to Cleveland, Tennessee to take on Walker Valley High School, and they get a 24-17 win. Upperman coach Adam Kane and members of the Upperman football team joining us on the high school playbook.
Coach, I, I thought it was a playoff atmosphere last night. You got the long bus ride. You go down and you take on a really good football team, a solid team, and it was a hard-fought game. Did you kind of get that playoff feeling out of it? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I did. You know, I talked to the team all week about that because in the, in the playoffs – you know, inevitably, you're going to see people that you're really not used to seeing, and uh, and generally that brings you know a different style of maybe an offense or or defense um, that you have to you know prepare for in terms of putting a, a, a specific game plan in for them, um, and and maybe you know get away from some of the stuff you're used to doing with your region opponents that you see all the time. Um, and then they had a really good quarterback and some really good receivers. Um, I, I feel like their coach does a fantastic job with their offense. Um, and also on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I worked with some of those guys before. They're very quality coaches. I knew they were going to have their kids prepared and, and that sort of thing. And then they're a 5A team, you know, and uh, so we got to get on the road, go there. It really did have a playoff feel to it, and uh, and it was um, a hotly uh, contested game. And uh, you know, uh, like we were just discussing a, minute, a couple minutes ago, I was really proud. We got we got contributions, um, you know, from young guys, from older, experienced guys, from you know our place kickers starting to you know really come in and, and do do some good stuff for us. And so uh, it was quality, and uh, you know, in order for us to do any no- make any noise the rest of the season, we're going to have to be a you know kind of a, a balanced uh, you know football team, getting you know contributors from all different areas. And uh, so I felt really good about it leaving there last night. We're going to get you guys ready to come on over here in a moment, Coach. I just wanted to ask about the performance of Terrence Dedman last night, who really had to step up with the void of Jackson Rollins, and really I thought he played a good all-around game, offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the last two games especially, he's played, he's been, you know, probably our best defensive player. I know we awarded him the uh, defense player of the game shirt last week. So, uh, And then he's really, you know, filled that void like you said on the offensive side uh you know i think uh i know our statistician you know counted that that first play of the second half as a run but it was really a pass but however you want to describe that play uh you know he you know had 206 yards of of offense and uh he's got that capability and um you know he's did a great job this year getting himself in in better condition to where he can you know, extend himself on both sides of the ball. And then, uh, you know, he's also returning kicks for us. Right. So, and he did a good job there. So, he, he you know, re- very proud of him. And, uh, you know, he's worked really hard and, and uh, been, been a leader in this program for the last couple of years. 24-17, Upperman with the win over Walker Valley. Guys, we'll get you to come on over and uh, have a seat. You can stay, and we'll just get to, we'll get some seats around the table here. And uh, we're going to talk to Luke Butler, Jackson Bush, Matthew Mullins, Elijah Petty, Bo Harrell, and Diego Lopez all joining us live here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive in Cookville coming off a seven-point win. Upperman now 
with their fourth win in a row. And uh, we'll just I'll just go down my list here. We'll start with uh, Luke Butler. And uh, Luke, we'll first of all talk to you. And uh, how good did it feel to, to get on that long bus ride down there and get a big win last night? Um, it felt pretty good. The team came together last night and proved we could go down and take a big win and a long bus ride and stuff like that. Did it feel like a playoff kind of atmosphere for you? Yeah, that long bus ride really made it feel like a playoff game. Like Elizabeth, and that was a long ride and stuff like that. Are you sort of getting that mental preparedness for the postseason? Uh, yeah, I like how we're on a big run right now. We've knocked off a few big wins. I'm liking how we're doing right now. Four wins in a row, matter of fact, off back-to-back losses prior to that. What's different about the team right now? I feel like we're more motivated and we're coming together right now. How big is the game Friday night with Livingston Academy? It's a big game. They're they're very – it's a region game. A rivalry game too? Yeah. Sure. I, I hear Upperman and Livingston kind of have a rivalry. Is that true? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, Jackson Bush will get you up next. And uh, Jackson, you had an interception last night, and uh, one that uh, one that was taken away on a penalty. What happened yeah. on the second one on the pass interference call? Kind of run us through that. I don't know. I thought I just ran into the ball, but I guess the ref saw something. Saw something that you didn't see, right? I didn't see it. <laughs> so, what's it like being out there as a defensive back and reading the quarterback? What what? What do you kind of walk us through that, how you go through your progressions? I mean, you just kind of got to see the whole field at once and watch the quarterback size. That's pretty much it. Do you like making a big catch on offense or a big interception on defense better? I, I'm more of an offensive guy. So, so it would be a long touchdown reception over a pick six? Yes, sir. Probably. All right. What makes this team special this year? I think we're all a team. I mean, we've all been together since middle school besides Mullins, but – yeah, we're coming together. <laughs> How difficult might it be this week to not overlook Livingston and look toward the playoffs? Is, is your 100% focus going to be on Livingston yes, Academy? Sir. I mean, we can't overlook them. Anybody it, can beat us if we play bad. So, And they're a dangerous team. They're still looking for a win. And, uh, you know, Livingston would love to beat Upperman. So you got to keep that in mind this week, right? Yes, sir. They're going to play us like their Super Bowl. That's how everybody plays us. All right. Jackson Bush joining us here. Matthew Mullins will get you up next. And, uh, uh, Matthew, what do you like about this football team? What makes it special this season? I like how how close we are. We're all we we've always been pretty close, and that's what makes us so good, really. Is there a bond off the field that you guys share? Yeah, like when coach when coach had us over at a pool at his pool, we were all having fun. We all got closer during that day. It was a it was a pretty fun time. Kind of tell me what fires you up on a Friday night, gets you ready to go out and play. Really, Coach Kane. <laughs> <laughs> the whole week of practice, he gets us ready, he makes us work hard every single day, always having a, always yelling at us, getting us ready for this game because he knows it means a lot to us well, as much as it means to him. Knowing where this team got to last year, I, I know there's some unfinished business there. Do you kind of feel that way and you feel like this team's got a chance to go a long way? Yes, sir. We, we're out for blood. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think this team's got a chance to go a long way for sure. Elijah Petty, Elijah, we will get you up next. And uh, uh, Elijah, just uh, kind of from your perspective, walk me through what a, what a Friday night is like for you as you get ready to go out on the football field. Oh uh, well, on Monday we just start preparing. And then Tuesday we have our defense today. Then Wednesday offense today. Then we walk it through on Thursday, get our minds right for the game on Friday. So. Is a week of practice 
much more difficult than a game on Friday night. Oh, for sure. He <laughs> he makes our practices really hard throughout the week, so that the games are usually pretty easy on Friday. What's something that Coach Kane really emphasizes during each and every practice all throughout the season? Toughness. You got to be mentally tough. You got to be tough out on the field. How hard is it to be mentally tough all the time when you're out there doing a game? I mean, you just got to. You really got to think too. It's it's about like a fifty-fifty type of deal, physicality, but it's a lot mental. You got to really get through your reads and make a decision down the field, and you can't get lost. Elijah, talk about the growth in your game and and what areas you feel like you've developed most. I feel like just since my when I started playing my sophomore year, I've gotten a lot bigger and stronger and faster. Amped up for Livingston Academy. Oh, for sure, it's a rival game. All even right. though they're Owen nine, still big game, big region game. We got to. Come out prepared and get a win. All right. Well, good luck to coming up on Friday night. Bo Harrell will get you next. And, uh, Bo, what gets you fired up on Friday night? Uh, just the uh, sense of competition. Just We have fun playing against other people. We Brothers on the field, we have a lot of fun with each other. Yeah. Who's maybe during your career at Upperman, maybe single out one game that's been the toughest game for you in your career? Um, definitely the Elizabethan game. Definitely the Elizabethan game. It just it hurts getting so close and just kind of falling short. Do you feel like there's some unfinished business there? Of course, of course. I feel like we could have beat Elizabethan. We just didn't play our best game. And I just feel like if we keep if we keep playing like what we're playing, we're going to make it down there and we're going to get a ring. Do you feel like this team has used that as fire, as fuel, motivation this season? Yeah, I think, I think it hurt everybody getting so close and knowing we could have won that game and then falling short. And it just – we use that this year to try to make sure that we don't take anybody for granted. We don't think we're going to beat anybody that we – Right. Exactly. And we just kind of got to focus on that and use that as motivation and just have fun with it. Will it be difficult to focus on Livingston Academy this week with the playoffs right around the corner? Not at all. Not at all. We can never take an opponent for granted. We just got to focus on them. We got to make sure that we get this win we have a good week. All right. Thank you, Bo. And Diego Lopez, Diego will get you. And uh, what do you enjoy most about the Friday Night Lights? Honestly, everyone cheering for us. Now, Just playing hard. I like asking players this because I like the perspective. It's always different. Do you like it being at home when the fans are cheering for you? Or do you like going on the road where you're kind of in a hostile environment and, and the fans cheering against you and you kind of want to quiet them down a little bit? I, I like at home, but I also like it hostile. Yeah. A lot, honestly. It's nothing more fun than quietening down the opposing fans, right? Exactly. <laughs> Talk about your game, your development, your growth, and areas you feel like you've progressed in. I've honestly worked hard, like really hard. I've progressed so much off and on in the field. What, what are you... some things that you would like to see maybe that you would like to work on and see some improvement in? My pass rush. Definitely, pass my pass rush. Yes. <laughs> Does it feel good to go out and just hit the quarterback? Yes. It feels great, honestly. <laughs> Any feeling better than that? Uh, pancakes. Getting pancakes and, and an interception, for sure. I love it. I love it. Diego, what's going to get you fired up against Livingston Academy on Friday night? All the losses, honestly. All the losses. It's a region game, so i got to take it seriously. All right. Guys, good luck to you coming up on Friday. Coach, we'll come back to you for just a moment and uh, and mention that game real quick in closing as uh, you do close out with Livingston. Always a big rivalry game between Upperman and Livingston Academy. And, and how do you keep them focused on one game at a time? Yeah, well, I'll say this. Um, I, this is my fifth year at Upperman, and, and no one has uh, beaten us more often than, than Livingston. You know, they got us two years in a row. Um and and both losses really really stung this program yep. and so
that's constantly in my mind um you know and i know the you know the way they play and the, you know it gets a little chippy on the field and it and it and it's personal for for me and when it's personal for me i make it personal for these guys and um so you know we 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 always do a very good job of respecting every opponent and uh you know it's 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 become really clear and evident this year especially that you know if we overlook somebody then then they're capable of beating us um but if we come in and and you know put in the work and and show up ready to go then we've got an opportunity to you know get competitive in a game and and um and hopefully be successful so that that's going to be the goal the plan this week uh we've we've got a one week season right now and uh and and livingston is that season and uh you know it, it is a rivalry game the the two schools don't like each other and um you know, I know they got a new new stadium up there, and so uh, I'm sure they'll be fired up, and uh, we will we will too. I can uh, I can assure you, we'll be fired up going up there, and uh, hoping to play our best game of the year. All right, good luck coming up on Friday, guys. Upperman coach Adam Kane, Luke Butler, Jackson Bush, Matthew Mullins, Lodge Petty, Bo Harrell, Diego Lopez. Guys, thank you all for coming out this morning. Again, good luck. We've been talking some Upperman football. We'll come back and we'll talk about Livingston Academy. Head coach Dale Flatt will join the program next. This is the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The Upper Cumberland's high school players and coaches gather here. The Livingston Academy Wildcats travel down to Watertown and play the tough first half, but inevitably Watertown pulls away late to win 38-14 on Friday night. Livingston head coach Dale Flatt joining the high school playbook. Coach, the game was scoreless at the end of the first quarter. What was your defense doing that was so effective early on? You know, we've been been doing some things during the week, and I think it's been helping us a little bit. We've been doing a little half line on on, – you know, like on the right side and and uh, going over their plays and, and just keep on going over that in practice. And then we go over on the other side and, and do the same thing. And, and I think that's helping our kids understand what kind of plays they run. And, and, and I think it's helping us out in the games. I, we started that about the last couple of weeks. And, uh, and I think that's, that's improving us on our defense. Uh, and I've been trying to show, you know, a little different fronts up there, too, a lot of times uh, on defense to try to confuse them a little bit where our tackles are lined up. Offensively, you get the first score of the game on a five-yard touchdown run by Lachlan Hammock early in the second quarter to make it 7 nothing. Coach, what was working on that particular drive? Uh you know, I, I think our, our offensive line, I think they're just blocking good. I think, uh, you know, I, I think our kids were, uh, they had the momentum going uh, early. And I, I think, that, you know, through the whole first half, seemed like they, they kind of had the momentum going. Things were kind of going our way and, and uh, we're just able to drive it on down there. 17-7 was the score at the half and Watertown gets a 40-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. That uh, makes it the 10-point margin at the half. What kind of happened? Walk us through what happened there, Coach. Well, I think, uh, of course, Adrian was – he's rolling out and he's trying to trying to find somebody open, uh, trying to make something happen. And, I, I, you know, he's trying 
I, it was kind of right in front of me, and and he's rolling out there, and and I think he was actually had kind of had the ball out, maybe trying to throw it, and of course I hit him, and and he dropped it, and they picked it up and run it on in. Later in the game, Adrian Jenkins, your quarterback you're referring to, hits Josh Ramsey for a 26-yard touchdown pass. Coach, talking about Adrian, he's been seeing some more time at quarterback. How do you like his development so far? You know, uh, of course, he's a freshman, uh, you know, and uh, he, you know, he, he's a little excited out there. But, but the thing about him, uh, he's making plays. You know, he's uh, – he he looks like he he's getting more comfortable as he stays in there, and and that's what we you know kind of expected from him, and and I think he's he he's really developing good. Uh, I, I I think I think he's really he's coming on, you know. And as as time goes on, of course, we just got one more game left. Uh, he'll he'll have that one more game uh, next week, and then. Uh, of course, you go into next year, you know, I, I think he'll just keep on developing and keep on getting better. Livingston Academy head football coach Dale Flat, our guest on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Speaking of younger players, coach, I know you've been young for the last couple of years. Last year, certainly with a very young football team and still some youth on this year's team. Are those growing pains starting to pay off? And do you think this is going to help benefit this team in particular as you do look to roll into next season? You know, I do. Uh, we probably have, I'm trying to think, uh, maybe uh, about three of them, three freshmen starting out on defense. I think we got two or maybe three on offense as well. And, uh, you know, those uh, those freshmen are, you know, they're they're coming in at different times and, and helping us out. And, and, you know, the more experience they get, the better they get, you know. And, and I think uh, – uh, you know, I can only imagine, you know, playing grade school ball last year and then coming in and playing high school football uh, the next year. Uh, you know, you're, you're going against bigger kids. You're going against faster kids. And I know it's a big step for them, but, uh, but it's just only making them better every time they get out on the field. Coach, week 11 coming up. You'll wrap up the regular season against the Upperman Bees. Livingston and Upperman seem to be rivals in, in every sport out there. And uh, Upperman, of course, with some playoff implications, you're a dangerous team right now, Coach, and that, uh, you know, you're just playing to, playing to play and have some fun. What do you see coming up on Friday night against the Bees? You know, of course, Upperman has had a good team, you know, last three or four years, and they, and they – uh, uh, they do a good job with the things that they do, uh, you know, and our, our kids, I even told them, uh, you know, last night before we went out and played, I said, you know, you think about it. Uh, there's really nothing, uh, nothing to play for, you know, last night. And there's going to be really for us, nothing to play for next week, but just get out there and just play and have fun and, and just do the game that we all enjoy to do, you know, and just, just get out and play. Absolutely. Go out, have some fun, and, uh, hey, you never know. You might be in an opportunity where you can play spoiler, and if you do that, it's certainly against a rival. That's always even more fun. Livingston Academy head coach Dale Flatt joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, thank you for the time today. Good luck in week 11 against Upperman. All right. Thank you. We'll talk Warren County Pioneer football with head coach Matt Turner when the high school playbook continues, presented by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook. Covering every school across the Upper Cumberland for you. The Warren County Pioneers took on Franklin County on Thursday night. Franklin County comes away with a 41-21 victory. Coach Matt Turner of the Warren County Pioneers joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, what a season it's been when you look at uh, some of the losses you've had. Three losses by one point, five of your losses coming by seven points or less. How do you really take all that in stride and just move forward? Thanks for having me, though. Uh, but uh, to answer that question, I don't know. You know, it, that, it, it started as a heartbreaking losses, you know, and then it's gut-wrenching, um, and, and it's tough. You can see it in the kids' eyes and and just uh, the community as a whole, you know. Uh, of course, we started the season off with a tough DeKalb County team and, you know, and lost there in the last minute, uh, lost the lead in the last minute, and then we go play a, a heck of a White County team and, and uh, Mr. Dow that's doing great things there, you know, and actually lose on the two-point conversion of the second-to-last play of the game. Uh, you know, and that just kind of set the tone. And it, it, boy, it just it was is like you was stuck in quicksand. But so proud of my kids. Uh, they continue to grind and work. We just you know had uh, the, I guess the fumbleitis bug kind of hit us. You know, because it seems like uh, with uh, Cookville and Siegel, uh, we had one more turnover than they did, uh, and obviously that cost us. Uh, because, you know, high school football, you can't – turnovers are huge, you know. But still proud of these kids, you know, and, they, and we came out last night and, and we're still fighting hard. Uh, like I said, that fumbleitis bug hit us early and kind of put us in a 14 deficit there. And, you know, but the, the one thing that I, I feel that this Warren County team is doing – from the past teams is, is, is they're continuing to fight and keeping themselves in a, a, a opportunity to win in the fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we're, it doesn't show it on the scoreboard, but these kids are, are building the foundation to turn this thing around and, and, you know, set the tone for next year's group. And that's something I wanted to ask you about too, coach, is how much that mindset has changed since you first got to Warren County. You know, you've had some success First playoff appearance in many, many years while there. Do you see that really showing up in the attitude of these kids? It has been a tough season for you, some close losses, but do you see a stronger mentality now than you did maybe back when you first started there? I do, uh, you know, really. Uh, it, and it's hard because I know the general public and, and everybody, you know, uh, listens to the radio shows and looks at the paper and sees the just the win-loss record, and, and that does not – draw a good picture of, of what this uh, Pioneer football program is doing and the strides it's taking moving forward. You know, I've done a lot of research. You know, I was born and raised in Warren County. This is my home. You know, this is our 54th season because uh, I call them Squad 54. Next year will be Squad 55. And, and it's unfortunate, but we've only had 11 winning seasons in the history of, of Warren County football. And I'm trying to dig deep and trying to see what causing that, you know, and, and, and what's taking place there, you know. And, and, uh, and man, we're just right on the verge, you know, because literally we're, we're 13 points away from being sitting here at 6-3 and three right now instead of, uh, you know, our, our current record. So, uh, and, and we're getting there. We're getting that whole mentality. It's, uh, I don't know if it was Lou Holt that used to talk about it. You, you got The kids got to learn how to win. And then they got to learn, and then expect to win, and and we're right there, uh, you know. And I feel like we, there's always been a high head coach and turnover in Warren County, 
every three or four years. You know, either the head coach gets burned out or the community gets burned out with them. And, and uh, of course, uh, and I feel like that's where we're at as far as just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And, and I, But I feel like the community is, is very supportive. And we're going to lay in there and get it pushed over this hump and, and uh, continue to grind. And, and we're going to turn those one-point losses into maybe one-point wins. Several big games coming up in week 11 across the Upper Cumberland. Jackson County plays at Stratford. If the Blue Devils win, they are in the playoffs. Stone Memorial at DeKalb County. If Stone Memorial wins, they win Region 4-4A. If not, then it will come down to some tiebreakers. White County at Sequatchie County on Thursday night. Shelbyville will play at Cookville. Upperman and Livingston Academy. Upperman needs a win to, uh, to still have a chance to win Region 4-4A outright. Monterey at Wartburg is Monterey playing for a home playoff berth. Rockwood at York Institute, win for York, will give them the uh, Region 2-2A championship. Gordsville at Clay County with the Region 4-1A title on the line. It'll be Warren County at Lebanon, Cumberland County at Macon County. Big thanks to all of our guests today, Upperman Head Football Coach Adam Kane, members of the Bees football team Luke Butler, Jackson Bush, Matthew Mullins, Elijah Petty, Bo Harrell, Diego Lopez. Big thanks to all of them for joining us live today. Also, Coach Mark Frazier, the White County Warriors, Stone Memorial Head Coach Derek Samber, Livingston Academy Coach Dale Flatt, Clay County Coach Bruce Lamb, and Warren County Coach Matt Turner. Thank them all for joining the program today. Our studio producer is Will Hearn. Our on-site producer is Elizabeth Fortune. And for the High School Playbook, I'm Tom Duggan. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Constructing storage buildings of all sizes for your backyard. The perfect shed. Added storage from Mountain Barn Builders. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Or see your building up close. Highway 127. Get the scouting report on all the week's prep action. Online now. UCSportsNation.com.